This is episode 149 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today is a bonus episode. We answer a listener question, how to stop being a people pleaser. So if that's something you can relate to, stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. This is a great moment. I wouldn't be any happier right now if I was skinnier, if my body looked different. It's truly been a beautiful process. This has been life-changing, and I am really grateful that I didn't wait another year. If you think that you're going to come into this and lose 20 pounds and eat perfectly for the rest of your life, then it's the wrong thing. But if you think you're going to come into this and have a life-changing experience, then it's worth every penny and more. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is the result of a lifelong journey in searching for my solution. All along, the solution was right there in front of me. And it's also right there for you, inside of you. You just want to eat normally, have a normal body, perhaps weigh less. You're looking for the solution to eat less, stop overeating, perhaps binging, maybe stop the endless desire to eat what is forbidden, the sugar craving, and you keep searching. Searching for the answer as to why your body doesn't want to collaborate with you. And you've tried it all. Willpower, discipline, mental strength, over-exercising, all the diet, while shaming yourself and your body in hope that it would give you what you so desperately desire. What I desired the most, I thought, was weight loss. But really, what I wanted was to fit in, to be accepted, to be loved, to be happy unconditionally. What I didn't realize during the 25 years of dieting was that suffering was not necessary. That the answer was right there inside of me. But I refused to see it and accept it because it didn't fit with what I was told the solution was. The Going to Beyond the Food Academy is a 14 weeks journey towards creating and discovering your own solution. Think of it as the university level course that will teach you what you need to know to finally get what you desire the most. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is a lifetime program that will show you what you need to heal why you eat because that's the real issue and will teach you a new way of engaging with food from a place of intuition resulting in a brand new way of how to eat. The outcome of the Going Beyond the Food Academy is what you eat becomes normal, easy, and simple. Ditching dieting and becoming a normal eater. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself, 
be empowered by me as your teacher in our amazing community to make the change you know you need to make. Head over to stephaniedodze.com slash academy right now. So the academy has helped me figure out, like you said, feel it, don't fight it. Actually know that if I feel my feelings, I'm going to survive. It's going to be okay. I can sit with those and nothing bad is going to happen to me. Ladies, this is Stephanie Dozier here, and today is a bonus episode. Yep, a bonus episode, B-O-N-U-S, a bonus. This is why you need to subscribe to the show, either on iTunes or Stitcher, because randomly like this, I'll be dropping bonus episode. I'm committed to one episode a week, but when I get inspired, I'll just put up my microphone and start recording. So make sure you hit subscribe. And today we answer a question from a listener that has been in the bank of questions for a number of weeks. And the question from Janet was how to overcome my people pleaser personality. And the reason why I decided to pick up the mic is because of the going beyond the food scholarship application. You may say, what does it have to do with the application? Well, I was reading the application today and I realized that what I'm seeing in women when they apply to work with me, that it is 101 or the academy, the coaching program, the most common reason why they back out is because of people pleasing. And then the number two reason why women apply for the scholarship of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy is not because they don't have the money and they need the support of the scholarship, is because they can't justify spending the money on themselves because they're afraid that is going to displease people around them. Like it's a common thread everywhere. And then I have Janet's question at the same time. So I'm like, I got to put something on the air that will stay. And I can refer people to when they're struggling with this particular part of themselves. So just a quick word on the academy. They're going to be on the food academy. So today is the day where the scholarship end. So the official registration is about to begin, right? We end the scholarship program before we start opening the door for registration. So I wanted to quickly say that to you. So August 29, I'm looking at my calendar right now. So next Wednesday is going to be the day where we're going to open to public the ability to register and we're going to be open for only 10 days. So registration will end September 7th because the first class starts September 10th. So we've got to get the weekend to get ready for the first class on Monday. So this session, which will be the last for 2018, will run from September 10th to the 16th. But you have lifetime access. But the live class, the live Q&A will be between those two dates. But you'll be able to retain access for a lifetime. So if you have a desire to join us, you haven't yet placed yourself on 
the wait list, go and do that because people that are on the wait list will get an earlier registration and also an inside view to the academy. So simply go to stephaniedoze.com slash academy. So how do we deal with people pleaser? Now my answer, like everything else that I do is going to be different. (laughs) And particularly because we're going to look at the origin of this particular personality trait that is people-pleasing and why understanding its origin is so critical in changing it. And that's often why we fail in upgrading this part of ourselves is because we don't understand where it comes from. So we can't really heal the cause of it. And you know, I'm a big promoter of root cause healing. So I'm going to bring you into the loop to understand where it comes from for you. So if you want to stop focusing on others and making you a priority without feeling guilty, you got to listen to this episode. So let's do this. Number one, what is the definition of being a people pleaser? People pleaser are the nicest and most helpful women you know. They can be men also, but we'll bring our focus today on women because that's who we are as a community, right? These women never say no. And you likely have them in your life. You may be a people pleaser. You may not be a people pleaser, but I bet you this definition will make you identify people pleaser in your life. These are the women in your life that cannot say no. You can always count on them. They'll always be there for you. They'll always be there when you need a favor. You see them, or if it's you, you spend a lot of time doing things for other people. Like, You're part of many comities. You take other people's kids to the activity when they don't have the time. You're always there for the family member that's in trouble. There is always a million things on people pleasers lists. You get your own work done and then you spend your time helping others. Always working and being there. The people pleaser is a mother that always say to me when I work with her, oh, I don't have the time to implement all those changes in my life because I've got the kids activities and all my nights are booked up to go to dance, to go to hockey and to soccer. And in the weekend, we go on trips for the competition of the kids and their sport. And it just doesn't fit my schedule, Stephanie. I can't do this. Does that sound like you or someone you know? Or maybe it's in your work environment, right? Maybe you're sitting in a meeting room and the person facing you is asking for help and it's silence in the room and you feel the pressure mounting in your neck, in your throat, and you feel your shoulder being tense because everyone is looking at you and expecting an answer from you that sound like, yeah, I'll do it. Thanks for asking. But really what you feel inside of you is, 
No, I can't. I don't have the time. I have my whole list of things to do. I don't have the time. But you cannot say that because everyone is looking at you and everyone is expecting you to pick up the slack. Does that sound like you? No matter what the environment, people-pleasing behavior show up, they are very unhealthy pattern of behavior. They lead to you not expressing your true feeling or to you not taking care of you. Let me give you 10 sub-character traits or 10 signs that are more unconscious pattern of people-pleasing. You pretend to agree with everyone. People-pleaser feel responsible for how other feels. You apologize often. People-pleaser feel burdened by the things they have to do. You can't say no. People-pleaser feel uncomfortable if someone is upset, angry with them. You like the people around you to like you. People-pleaser need praises to feel good. You go to great lengths to avoid conflict. And finally, people-pleaser don't admit when their feelings are hurt. Another way of looking at people-pleaser, if you're still not there with me, one can say that people-pleaser are liars. They lie to others because they don't really say what they think. And people-pleaser lie to themselves because they don't do what they know they should be doing. But here's the big difference, because when I say the word liar, some of you, maybe your back is going up. You're like, yes, I'm a people pleaser, but I'm not a liar. Because we associate with lying a place of maliciousness, right? A place of wanting something bad to happen. But that's the big difference here. People pleaser are liars, but they're not liars from a place of maliciousness. Rather, they lie because they have an absolute fear of disappointing others. They don't want to be malicious. They're just lying in response to a fear that they have inside of them. Bottom line is this, people please or lie because they are in absolute fear of rejection. Rejection of others, their environment, their family. And they also fear failure because if they fail, that means they're disappointing people around them. People-pleasing is such a huge challenge. It's such a part of our relationship to food because it fuels our relationship to food. Our desire to please fuels the way we eat because we know we're pleasing because we are afraid of rejection. We are afraid of failure. We have this fear that something terrible is going to happen and we know we're not doing the right thing, but 
we can't do any other way. So we end up eating because of that. It's such a present problem that it is in all of my program of my course, it is something that we need to address in the program. It's actually a bonus part of Claim Your Food Freedom program. So I promise you that we're, we're going to look at this differently, right? One of the principle that applies to the podcast, to the Going to Beyond the Food Academy, to Claim Your Food Freedom program is the notion of healing root cause, of looking underneath and understand what fuels the behavior, what fuels the disease, what fuel our desire to eat. So where this desire to please came from, because here's the truth. You were not born like this. You weren't born a people pleaser. It's not in your genetic. It is not in your DNA. It may be a family trait because that's how everyone is in your family, but it's not part of your DNA or your genetic. It's a personality trait that you develop. You developed this way of being in response to an early life experience of needing to be acutely aware of other people's feelings and desire around you. When you were little, somewhere below the age of 12, you had someone around you who couldn't deal with you not agreeing with them. You not doing what they wanted you to do. And they responded to you not agreeing with them with rejection, with not loving you and your perception as a child, right? So they probably didn't kick you out on the street at 10, but they said to you something around the effect of you're not worth being my child or I don't love you right now because you're being bad. You didn't do what I told you to do, so you're not worthy of my love. Something around that. And in your child's brain, you equated that to rejection. And in that child's brain, you then summed up the fact that if you were to have the love from this person, probably a caregiver, you needed to fulfill their desire, their feelings, their wishes to get their love, or even to survive in some cases. For an example, it could be as simple as being in agreement with your father's political view, or your father's belief around sports or around their favorite team, or you being a quiet child, but you really are an expressive being and you were talking all the time and that was very disturbing to your father or your mother. And instead of addressing that with you at a normal level of conversation, they led you to believe that if you weren't doing what they wanted you to do to say to be, you weren't worthy of their love. This is where 
people pleaser began their journey. And from that point in their life, they continue to express this because that's how life is, right? That's how you learn to be in your family of origin, in your unit where you came from. That's how your brain got programmed. And then you carry that on through school by being a people pleaser with your teacher, by being a people pleaser in your group of friends. And then you carry that on into your relationship with your partner as you grew up, right? Pleasing your partner's wishes. And then you carry that on to work. And then you carry that on with your kids. And that how you see life. You don't know any differently. And there's a a bunch of side effects from being a people pleaser, right? That we think about neglecting ourselves, both physically and emotionally, carrying resentment, because we really don't want to do certain things. But we think in our head, we don't have a choice because otherwise people will reject us. But we carry all this resentment, like that passive, aggressive aggression, because we suppress our desire to say no. And we resent. It's stressful, right? It's stressful because you do way more than a normal being should be doing. Your list is longer. And you may feel stuck, depressed. You feel like the world is taking advantage of you when really it's you not being able to say no. People don't take advantage of you. You just don't have any boundaries. You don't have this two-letter word no that comes out when people ask from you. So what is the solution? This is where understanding where this behavior came from in your life is so critical. Because the first step to stop being a people pleaser is actually to know that not everyone will disagree with you saying no. Remind yourself that the majority of other human being can cope with you saying no. The majority of human being can cope with opposition. They can cope with the emotion of you telling them no. They can deal with a different viewpoint. Not because how you were raised, this is how the rest of the world is. Understand that you weren't born like this. You became like a people pleaser because of the environment in which you were raised. And it's not about pointing finger. It's simply about understanding that not everybody think that way. And that's what we teach in the academy, right? We look at why we eat, not what we eat, but why do we have this urge of eating? And one of the things we do is we look back. We look in our rear view mirror, I call it, and understand how does this relationship to food even begin? So when you talk about healing people, please, or go back and look and understand you weren't born like this was just a coping mechanism that you develop and then apply to the rest of the world. Second step in healing people pleaser, 
once you've understand where it comes from, realize that the rest of the world can deal with opposition of their ability to deal with a different viewpoint is good. Then understand your people-pleasing response is costing you a lot. And then make a list. What is it costing you in your life to always have the desire to please other first versus taking care of you? What is it costing you at work? What is it costing you in your health? What is it costing you in your emotional well-being? What is it costing you in your relationship to food? How much of your eating behavior is linked to you suppressing the feelings of resentment and anger and disappointment in yourself because you can't say no? Step number three in healing people-pleasing is working on your own self-confidence. So working in being able to express yourself. We'll talk about that in the next show because doing this show (laughs) then requires me to also do a show on increasing our self-confidence, having more courage. So we'll talk about that in show 150. But in the meantime, building self-confidence also comes from learning to express yourself, learning to feel your emotion, accurately identify your emotion, and being able to be with your emotion without creating a reaction right away. We call that building a gap, learning to ride the wave of your emotion. These are two concepts we teach in the academy, but to simplify it for you, the listener, when we feel an emotion, we need to be able to sit with this emotion without reacting right away, because that's often how we end up overeating, because we feel stress, we can't tolerate the sensation of stress in our body, and then we reach for food to numb the sensation of stress in our body and replace stress with any other emotion. So A, being confident in yourself, being confident in your emotion, being able to feel your emotion, being able to identify your emotion, and then expressing them to the rest of the world with confidence that you won't be rejected because the rest of the world knows how to deal with a different viewpoint than their own. Step number four in healing, people-pleasing, realize that your desire to not deal with your people-pleasing skills is just another form of self-sabotaging. Realizing that you not wanting to learn to be any other way, your not wanting to be with your emotion, not wanting to express your emotion, not wanting to look back to understand where that came from is preventing you from growth and transformation. And that 
self-sabotaging behavior of not wanting to deal with this problem is what will lead you to another cycle of once more dieting, right? Going back on the diet because quote unquote, nothing else work yet you're not dealing with your people pleasing skill set, and then you're putting the blame on nothing else work, right? So you're going to go back dieting one more time for the 10th, 15th, 20th time. It's going to work, then it's going to stop working, and then you're not going to have willpower anymore. And then you're going to start eating because you're frustrated because you don't have enough willpower. And then you're going to gain the weight that you lost in the first place. And then that's the full dieting cycle, right? Because nothing else work. Really? Is it that nothing else work? Or is it that there's a bunch of stuff that you don't want to go there? You just don't want to deal with, example, you being a people pleaser. You never have enough time for yourself. You always saying no to the other people. So realize that avoiding dealing with the problem of being a people pleaser is just another form of self-sabotaging yourself. And lastly, the last step into this is working on self-acceptance. And yes, that is a very challenging piece of work on accepting yourself the way you are right now without any condition. And that is a lot linked to body image, right? Our ability to accept ourselves the way we are right now. Who can confidently right now stand up and say, I love and I accept myself the way I am right now without any condition, including weight loss, and I love myself. But to effectively stop being a people pleaser, you have to work on self-acceptance because self-acceptance is where your worth, your self-worth is. Because if your example saying, I'm not worthy because I'm 25 pounds overweight and I have to lose 25 pounds to be accepted by the rest of the world and gain the love from the rest of the world because really I'm not worthy because I'm 25 pounds heavier, then you're going to start to say yes to people when you know you shouldn't. You're going to start taking on more work. You're going to start being a people pleaser to get the love and the worth from other people because you aren't giving it to yourself. So self-acceptance is key in healing people pleaser. So there you have it, ladies. Thank you to Janet, who sent the question on how to overcome people pleasing. To the ladies that applied for the Going Beyond the Food Academy Scholarship Program that fueled me some example to write this episode. And to all of you out there who deemed themselves as a people pleaser, I hope it helped you. And I am grateful that you were here with me. Now we have a great show coming up, 150. 
where we're going to talk about how to increase self-confidence because that's a part of healing people-pleasing and how to get more courage to make the right decision for yourself. So it's a great follow-up to this episode. I love you and I look forward to hang out with you on the next episode. I have created an audio training entitled How to Change Any Eating Habit, specifically the one that is sabotaging you. Three strategies to create the consistency and confidence you need to change your eating habit without willpower or discipline. I did this in order to help women like yourself engage with food in a completely different perspective so that they stop craving, overeating, binging, and using food to feel better. You can put an end to the cycle of frustration, the all-or-nothing mindset, and shame towards your own body and become a motivated, consistent, focused, and self-loving version of yourself. This free audio training is about the why we eat, how we eat so that the what we eat can be easy, effortless, and pleasurable. So if you are ready to step into the new version of yourself so that you can change how you interact with food, head over to stephaniedodzie.com slash training right now.